the college experience, Big East college basketball season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing every single thing they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. Yep, that's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match only at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Yes, yes, yes! Woo! the college experience, big East college basketball preview. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Dundee in the place to be. That's not a pick. This is a pick and we're picking big East college basketball. It's that time of the year, big East college basketball. So, uh, you know, without any further ado, I want to tell you who we're bringing on to talk some big East college basketball. If you've been listening to our college basketball previews, you'll probably know this familiar face, but uh, or familiar name, I should say, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking homebrew making tobacco road living. Uh, Man, it still doesn't have the full ring. Herndon Optimus, uh, MVP. Man, it just does, it just needs to rhyme more. It just, you know, I guess the Patty C one. It took time. It took time, but give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Hey, hey, what's going on, man? You ready for this Big East preview? I am, but I still just want to. I, I I really got to continue carving this thing out. This. Uh, this nickname thing, this introduction, it's gotta be more rhyming and I gotta figure it out. I gotta talk to my MC friends, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, I think last podcast we did, I said you were you were getting there, you were close, you were at like eighty percent. I thought you were you were making improvements podcast over podcast. Well, I think this time you went down, buddy. <laughs> I, I think you were you you know, you you lost momentum midway through at some point. I don't know what happened. I well, thought you were doing a good job and all of a sudden the the, uh, the train went off the tracks. You know what it is, man, is I'm sober. I just poured my first drink. I haven't really sipped it yet. So uh that's probably what the problem is. I always tend to tend to be more uh charming and, and uh talk you know, I feel like I talk better when I've had a few cocktails. Um, but anyway, that what the ladies say, <laughs> that's what the ladies <laughs> say. That's what, uh, that's what everyone says, you know, that's what, uh, Patty, that's what, that's what Patty C says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's talk some big East basketball, buddy. Um, 
I mean, this has been one of the better conferences in uh, in recent years. I do think they this year they could have a little bit of a down year. Yeah. Well, first off, the Big East. I mean, Big East basketball is college basketball, especially if you go back in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. You know, it was the premier college basketball conference. That in the ACC, of course. Um, it, you know, they're not quite what they once were, but they're still a, a very good college basketball conference. I think uh, this year, maybe a step back. Cause last year they had a few teams with serious final four, you know, aspirations. Uh, yeah. This year, I think maybe take a little bit of a step back. I, I, I think up top, they're not quite as, as, you know, as, uh, as good as they were last year, but I think in the mid tier, you still got some really good teams there. Yeah. Well, I think Seton hall, Marquette and Butler kind of uh, take a step back, maybe even Xavier too, but we'll get to those. We're going to go team by team breaking down what we think of, uh, of the big East conference. I, you know, doesn't get much better than the big East conference. Like I miss the big East tournament at look, I know it still happens, but it's just not fully the same. Although we do get Gus Johnson announcing, which is always good. But um, yeah, I mean, some of those, uh, you brought it up last episode. I think we're talking about uh, Syracuse and Jerry McNamara's uh, seven overtimes. That was just, that was a fantastic. Uh, the biggest tournament always was amazing. Yeah. For, for a while there, that was my CTV. That was, you know, the college basketball conference championship you had to watch. And I mean, you know, I'm an ACC country. I'd love the ACC, but when it came down to it, what got the eyeballs from across the nation, that was the big East in Madison square garden, that tournament was just awesome. Yeah. You know, you had, you know, or Georgetown and Pitt and Syracuse, Ray Allen, and we were, we UConn, get yeah. UConn. Yeah. And, I just, you know, Nova, you name it. Just. And speaking of which we're getting UConn back in the big East this year, they're coming home. Um, so perhaps they can, uh, still capture a little bit of that magic. I, I like him this year too. I think uh, I think they're going to finish you know pretty high in this conference. Uh, I know we'll get there, but I like UConn this year. I think you know they'll be welcomed back into the conference with open arms. I like him as well. So we're good to it. But uh, I think we're from the top. Uh, I'll let you go for. I'm pretty sure we have the same team at the top. Yeah, Villanova. You know, I mean, they're a, a top five team in in any kind of preseason publication you want to look at. Uh, Villanova is a serious final four contender. Uh, you know, if you, if you want to do brackets right now, I think they'd be in my final four. Uh, they only lose one player. He was the leading scorer from last year, Sadiq Bay, who went who who uh, went out early, went pro. But uh, other than that, you know, they're running it back. And you know, Jay Wright is one of the best coaches in America. You know what? He's been there. He's going on twenty years there now. I love he, it. Can you believe that? Well, that's one thing, you know, me and Patty C and also you, we make these college football picks. And I, I, we grew up in an era that when we first started watching college football, um, we had coaches like Sonny Lubick at Colorado state, who was there like 20 years. Uh, you had like, it wasn't only just your blue bloods like Paterno and you know, whatever, whatever coach you want to name, but it was also on the the smaller levels, you had coaches stay a long time. That doesn't happen anymore in college football. The money is too big, I guess, but thankfully college basketball, it still kind of happens, you know, like I yeah. mean, how yeah. many coaches I just did a uh, CAA uh, conference breakdown and uh, 
and Northeastern's coach has been there for 16 years. It's fantastic. It's I, I love it because it, you, you learn to trust it and it's just good to have a familiar name. It helps the brand. I feel like. Yeah, we just did the West Coast Conference and Mark Few and uh, also St. Mary's coach. They've been there for a very long time. Yeah, Bennett. Um, all right. Well, Randy Bennett, that's right. Yeah. Uh, this was a no brainer. You look at this lineup, man, and you got four out of the starting five average double digits a, a season ago. Obviously, Colin Gillespie is the one you truly circle, I guess, but also Jeremiah Robinson Earl, 10, 10 and a half points, nine and a half boards. Um, 1.1 steals a, a game for a big man. Fantastic. And, uh, and then obviously Colin Gillespie, 15 points. And then Justin Moore, Jermaine Samuels, both in the double digits. Uh, Cole Swider is going to be one to watch. He's the guy, I, I, you know, stepping in and also check out the two lane, uh, transfer Caleb Daniels, who averaged 17, a game at Tulane. You think he can make an impact right away? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think he'll, you know, help. Uh, you know, with you know losing Sadiq Bay, you're going to lose some points per game, and I think right now Daniels is pro- uh, projected to be coming off the bench as kind of their sixth man. But uh, he can flat out score, man. You know, two years ago, the last year he played, he put up 36 in a game versus Wichita. Uh, that tells you the dude can put you know the uh, the ball in the hoop. So I think he's going to be a very valuable uh, transfer coming into this program here. So yeah, they lose a guy but they also bring in Daniels. I don't see Villanova missing a beat here. I think uh, they are favored for a final four. Like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a Jay Wright fan. I like Jay Wright. Um, uh, by the way, they just announced uh, earlier this morning, they opened up the season against Boston college. I hear you're going to take Boston college on the money line, huh? You're an ACC guy, Nick. Oh <laughs> <Hell> no. <laughs> no, BC is going to have a long year. We've already done the ACC preview and I <laughs> DC's coach Jim Christian is going to be fired, uh, you know, by year end, if not before then. So Villanova will roll against BC, and you know, obviously it's going to be a big spread. So we'll see what that is. But uh, no, man, I'm uh, I'm all over the uh, Villanova Wildcats. They're actually one of my favorite, you know, champions in sports. I would say, like going back, you look at the past twenty years. You know, there's certain teams that stand out, but the Villanova teams, I always, I don't mind when they win the national championship. It's not like sometimes you, you have a pretty, like when North Carolina wins and I know you're a Duke guy, so I know you agree with me here, but I'm saying like, I'm just like, it's filthy. You know, it's just filthy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know any Villanova haters, you know, I think uh, for the most part, everybody respects the coach. Everybody respects the program. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're the Bob Marley of college basketball. Everybody <laughs> likes them. Uh, all right. Number two. Now this is where I think things might get a little, little hairy here. Who is your number two team? All right. So last year there was a three-way tie in the big East with Villanova Creighton and Seton hall. I think we're both in agreement that Seton hall takes a step back. My number two is the other team that tied for first last year. And that is the blue Jays from Omaha, Nebraska, Creighton university. Go. How about you, buddy? I, I disagree. I am going with the Friars and my guy, you know, I'm a big fan of Ed Cooley like Ed Cooley as a head coach. I know they, they, they lose Diallo and Pimpkins and white, but I think they got some key transfers coming in. Jared Bynum. I'm talking about you, but uh, we'll go, we'll talk, we'll talk Creighton first because Creighton actually charts in for me at number three. 
My my thing is, I think Cooley yeah, always over. He always overachieves, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, so I I had Providence three, so we just flip flopped them. So you know, we're pretty high on, on both schools. Um, so the reason why I'm taking Creighton is they do lose Tyshawn Alexander. You know, he was you know, a, a major player for them last year, but his backcourt mate Marcus Zegarowski returns. And uh, yeah, he's part of three guards who averaged over 10 points a game for the Blue Jays last year. Um, and they also add in a Memphis trans- a Memphis transfer who could be pretty solid himself. I, I, the backcourt is just freaking loaded. Yeah. I tend to think you chose this team once again, though. I think you stick with the police Academy names here. Denzel Mahoney on the bench. You're, you're a police Academy guy. I think that's probably why you have Creighton at number two. Mahoney, you see, Hey, how could they fail with a guy uh, like Mahoney? Well, Hey, Denzel Mahoney is a red shirt senior. Who's averaging 12 points a game. And he's coming off the bench. Most teams would kill for that kind of experience and, and scoring production coming from the bench. That also tells you how loaded of a starting five they have, especially in the backcourt. Yeah. Um, uh, Mahoney, a very good player. He couldn't even crack the, the um, starting lineup. He's, you know, so uh, you know, with, with this team here, there is all about offense. Uh, they were number three in Ken Palms adjusted offense last year. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. They're going to score a lot of points. Um, unfortunately they were number 78 in adjusted defense. They don't know how to play a whole lot of defense there in, in, uh, in Omaha. Well, well, uh, well so yeah, you know, I think uh, here's my angle on why I think they're going to be third maybe even fourth. Uh, they have a gigantic home invite like advantage. They're normally absolute money at home. I wonder even if they're letting fans in, that's clearly not going to be in the amount of numbers if they are, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the NCAA say no more fans, the way that the numbers are, are driving up and you're seeing half the sec football canceled. I just think it maybe their home court advantage gets a little taken away from them this year. What do you think about that angle? I would say, uh, you know, half of their, at least half, maybe a little bit more of their home court advantage is the, you know, the atmosphere inside the arena and the, and the fans. The other part of that home court advantage is the travel to get to Omaha for all these schools up in the Northeast. You know, you, you take uh, Providence, for example, I don't think you're catching a direct flight from you know Rhode Island to uh, Nebraska. Uh, so I think part of that advantage is all these Northeast schools traveling that far in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. So yeah, maybe, you know, uh, that advantage might not be as much as it was in previous years, but I still think there's an advantage there. Oh, well, we shall see. I think they're going to also, I mean, uh, does it concern you the depth after Mahoney kind of yeah, Epperson hasn't played uh, in, in over a year. Um, he averaged five points a game. He's a senior. So maybe you can get him in there, but Sharif Mitchell, and then you got three freshmen. It's a little thin to me, right? Well, you know, one of those freshmen is a six eleven four star. Uh, do you want to try to pronounce his name? Ryan cock Brenner. Love that name. <laughs> or is it Ryan? Other, is it, other- or is it Ryan Cockbrenner? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, one of the two, and the other freshman at guard is a three star. I'll do this one because it may be even harder, and that's Ratti Adronik Kashavili. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, look, I think they go at least seven deep, and then you know, a four star freshman, it's twenty twenty. That's you know, 
he's expected to produce day one, you know, in some in some kind of capacity there. So I think this team could go eight deep. Uh, so no depth is not that may, that big of a concern for me. I think uh, they're, like I said, their starting five is, is, is lights out. And then their top reserve coming off the bench. We mentioned Mahoney, you know, and then they get a little bit from the freshman guy. There's not a lot of holes with this Creighton team. I, I wish they would play a little bit more defense. I think, uh, yeah, they're a top 10, top 15 team in the country. And if they can improve a little bit defensively, maybe they can even do better. All right. Oh, uh, I'm going to disagree. I mean, I'm going to go, let's take it to the Providence Friars. Cause they're your three team, right? They are Creighton is my three. Um, so this, this will catch us up. Um, first off they returned David Duke and no, I'm not talking about the clan leader. I'm talking about David Duke, there's the Friars shooting guard, 12 points a game, cruel mom, but uh, 1.5 steals a game. This guy's a stud. And let me tell you, I, sh- I think I shared this tweet with you earlier today. They're raving about a little Ed Croswell La- LaSalle transfer average, 10 points, seven boards a game. He's coming in there now. So you add Croswell to the mix with Jared Bynum, the St. Joe's transfer and David Duke. And uh, Nate Watson, still the big man getting it down there. And then you got a North Florida transfer and Noah Horchler um, and AJ Reeves. I like this team, dude. I, and I trust Ed Cooley. I think Ed Cooley is one of the most underrated coaches in America. He is a good coach. And, you know, I do like the roster. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get all that excited for a transfer from LaSalle who averaged 10 points a game at LaSalle. Remember Lionel I mean, Simmons? You know, Do you remember Lionel Simmons? Okay. Uh, yeah. That, I, the, the L train back in the nineties. Yeah. But that was a long time ago, man. <laughs> um, so, you know, the thing about Providence, Providence does, they lose two of their top three scores from last year. Yeah. In uh, Alpha Diallo and Luane Pipkins. Uh, they got like, like you mentioned, a lot of transfers coming in. That might take a little bit of time. You know, they might start the Big East uh, conference season. Uh, you know, dropping a few games, and that might kind of put them behind the eight ball from the start. Uh, they're they're pretty much the exact opposite of Creighton. They're all about defense. They were uh, number two in the Big East in scoring defense, number twenty seven in adjusted defense in Ken Palm's ranking in the nation. Uh, now, what I do like about Providence is that they were on a roll to end the season last year. They won six in a row, and and in that six, those six wins, those six wins, they finally found a way to to, to, to score the basketball. They had a, a game in the '90s, two games in the '80s, and two in the '70s. Now, granted, this is a different team this year, and they lost some of that scoring production. But don't you but trust they the can defense? Figure out it's like Virginia. I trust a defensive coach in college basketball more, more than an offensive coach. Right. You need special talent in order to be good on offense. On defense, you just need desire. You know, you need length. You need athleticism. That's easier to recruit than you know superior offensive talent. And that's why I had them third in the Big East. I mean, that's you know, it's not like I have them you know a whole lot further. So yeah, I expect a good year from Providence and uh, they'll be right up there with the rest of them. All right. All right. Well, I want to tell you before we get to number four, that the college experience is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. late fall college football and basketball, the NBA bubble UFC fight Island. It's clear. 
that uh, 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sports book, which offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first time customer or been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, my bookie at my bookie, the doors never close 24 7. All right, seven days a week, like 7 Eleven. All right. So, uh, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play. Sign up at my bookie today. And when you do use that promo code SGP to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. That's pretty simple to explain, right? That means if you put in 200, they'll match with another hundred. You put in 400, they'll match with 200. It's pretty simple. Self-explanatory. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. So you might as well do it. It's winning season at my bookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Only at mybookie.ag. All right. I'm interested to see how the, we line up with the rest of our Big East here. At number four, uh, I'll let you go at number four. So, shoot. Okay. Number four, the team we mentioned that's, uh, well, not new to the Big East, but they're coming back to the Big East. I'm going UConn, number four. We agree. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Ah, okay. We so agree. Some publications have you kind of a little bit further back. Uh, I know they lose their leading scorer, Christian Vital from last year, uh, but they, they pretty much get the rest of the team back. And uh, they also got a couple transfers coming in a guy from Howard and a guy from Rhode Island, Tyrese Martin, who was a pretty damn good player up in Rhode Island, average almost uh, 13 and seven for the Rams up there. The Rams, Rhode Island Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. You're yeah, correct. yeah. Okay. Uh, for some reason, when it came off my tongue, it sounded off, but uh, no, I like what Dan Hurley's doing up at UConn there. And um, I think they're going to come back into this conference and be one of the better teams from the get go. They also have the second best recruiting class in the big East. That includes a four-star small forward, a four-star center and another three-star center. So the back course loaded. They got a bunch of young guys up in the front court. I think uh, UConn is going to give uh, teams fits in the Big East this year. Yeah, I love that Dan Hurley hire. I thought it was a great hire, but I mean, even if you go back to last year, man, they were a team that you could see the promise. They lost a lot of close games. I got their schedule up from a season ago. Double overtime loss to Xavier by one. Lost to Indiana by three. Uh double overtime loss to Wichita state four point loss to Houston overtime loss to Tulsa by, by four, um, four point loss to SMU four point double overtime loss to temple. I mean, this is one that just couldn't get over the hump. Right. And, and uh, now, now you, you, you think, okay, another year there. Cause Hurley was building this thing. I like him as a coach. He did a great job at uh, Rhode Island. So uh, I, I know I look at this roster and that obviously that RJ Cole transfer could be huge. He was huge at Howard. The competition will clearly be different, but uh, him, Tyrese Martin, you mentioned, uh, and then James uh, book, book, book night. 
is uh is a big time player. So it, Tyler Polly, um, I I'm with you. I think, I think they're kind of slept on a little bit coming into the season. All right. Uh, so we're in agreement there. Who's your number five. My number five is the, uh, the team that was uh, Jekyll and Hyde pretty much the past couple of years. But uh, I got the pirates of Seton hall. You once again, we are in agreement. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, they lose miles Powell. He's one of the best players in program history. He's, you know, him and him and Terry DeHair are, are neck and neck. They lost, uh, they lost McKnight too. Uh, they, they, they really get hit, but I just think that, uh, and, and Gil. So, you know, with Powell, McKnight and Gil, they lose three of their top five scores. So there's, it's going to take a little while for the, the pirates to get back where they were. You know, we mentioned earlier, they, they tied the, for the lead last year in the conference. They're going to take a couple steps back here. Um, they still have some nice pieces and some transfers coming in, but I think fifth is really the highest you can have these guys here. I think they'll probably miss out on the tournament this year. And um, but you know, Kevin Willard, the coach, is doing a, a really good job up there. Um, if it's a step back, it's probably just a momentary one. I uh, I do expect to get for him to get that program back to where it was the last couple of years, but yeah, losing Powell, that's just, that, that creates a huge vacuum there. Yeah. And, and I, you know, Willard does a great job. That's why I still think they will be in the hunt to make the tournament. I think there'll be a bubble team could be on the inside, could be on the Same outside, here. but uh, Aiken, the transfer from Harvard, 17 points a game. He was actually a big, pretty big recruit. So in, initially out of high school, maybe he can, help salvage things. And also Sandro mom, mama, Vili, six eleven <laughs> senior. He's a good player. 12 He's points a, good player. a game. Yeah, he is good. And uh, getting the uh, Molson, you know, I, I, I love to crack a few Molson's. So uh, getting the uh, Molson, <laughs> the, the Canisius transfer um, averages 17 points a game there. Perhaps those guys can help either savior, but yes, I, you know, I, I thought about uh, when I was projecting this, I do think they're going to be neck and neck with my six rated team. Um, and pra- I mean, this is going to be a tight race between really when I look at between five and eight, I could see it being very, very close. Um, I got my number six team as uh, the, the, the uh, musketeers of Xavier. Dude, same thing, man. Wow. You know, uh, yeah, so far, you know, with four, five, and six, we've been uh, identical over here. Identical. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my cousin Vinny. Um, and my logic here is, is I'm, it's pro- probably the same as yours, but even with Wojo, who I know you're a Duke guy, Marquette to me, yeah, I know they're bringing in DJ Carton, the, the, the guy from Ohio State that was a big time recruit. And I, I'm sure he's going to be great there, but they did lose a ton. I thought, uh, you know, losing Howard, uh, gigantic. But when you when you look at Xavier, Xavier got Xavier lost a lot too. But at the same time, Xavier has pedigree and they have a nastiness. We watched this team live last year. They just always are like a junkyard dog team to me. So like I, I as Marquette is more is more of the Creighton to me of like kind of a finesse. Team Xavier's one that's going to brawl their way and kind of overachieve when they're not supposed to. I know they lose Najee Marshall and Tyreek Jones, but they still would back Paul Scruggs, who's a, who's a player, and I think they're going to count on a bunch of transfers as well. But between Scruggs and a few of their other players that that got some some decent burn last year, Jason Carter, 
Fremantle at the at the big man spot. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be a f- uh, one, it's cl- classic Xavier. Surprise, surprise! They're going to be a bubble team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, they do lose that. You, know, you mentioned Tyree Jones, and Tyree Jones that was he was that undersized center who was just. I mean, he was a junkyard dog. Like I would not want to meet him in an alley, the dark <laughs> alley somewhere. Cause you know, that dude was that, that dude was tough. I like watching him play because yeah, he was chippy. He was tough. He intimidated opponents. Um, but yeah, overall, like the reason why I picked Xavier over uh, Wojo's boys is Xavier. I just trust the program more. I trust the coach more. I trust, uh, you know, they, they play, uh, they play a mean brain of basketball, but it produces results. It's, you know, um, I always say, they're, they're I always say each year, one of the games that everybody should watch. If I, if, if, if someone was looking to get into college basketball and said, Colby, give me uh you know, 10 games to watch. Now, obviously Carolina Duke would be on that list, but not far back would be Cincinnati Xavier. They hate each other. I love watching that game almost every year. There's been brawls. I feel like three or four different times. Um, they hate each other because they are each other. They're so, they're, they're so similar. You know, it's, it's, it's a battle for Southern Ohio and they're two very similar programs. They don't get the top flashy recruits. They get that, you know, the, the tier below with the, you know, guys with chips on their shoulders. And yeah, that's a, that's a great game every year. And, uh, I always like Xavier whenever they make the tournament, I pick them to go a couple rounds. It seems like you know, they don't get the publicity that other teams do, but they're always really well coached teams with players that are just going to give their all dude, on the court. So they're just a that's classic, why I here. they're a classic, like blue collar team to me. Mm-hmm. Um, very classic blue, blue collar team to me. So I do have them at, uh, at the sixth spot, the same as you. So, fo- so far we're six for six. There's only 10 teams in the conference. That's not true. We had, we had, we had Creighton and Providence split. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. So we're, we're five of six Um, at number seven. I did go with Wojo. You same here, man. Same here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, and really, I mean, I, I actually think, I actually think seven and eight are going to be really, really close. I mean, like I said, uh, to lead up to this thing, this is, this was going to be a game difference probably, but between three or four schools here, but when you, when you get, when you look at, uh, at Marquette, like I mentioned, you know, they lose all big East player, Marcus Howard. This guy's was, I mean, what was he dropping a game? It was like 30 points a game. I feel like right. it, well, his average was definitely like mid twenties, you know, but you know, I think that might actually in, in a weird way that might help him. I think they relied on him too much. I think the offense got stagnant when the ball was in his hands often. Um, so they, they do lose a lot, you know, not just Howard. Also, they lose a couple other guys. Um, well, getting Carton from Ohio here state is, that, is huge though. And that freshman, that freshman, um, Dawson Garcia, he is supposed to be legit. Um, so if Carton and Garcia, if they can form a nice, you know, one, two inside out. So outside punch, uh, Marquette could be solid, but. I'm a little worried about Wojo there. He just, he, for some reason, he just can't, you know, quite turn the corner. And um, you know, down the stretch last year, they went one and six in their last seven games. They lose three out of their top four leading scores. You know, they got some some guys coming in here, but uh, I'm just a little, you know, weary of of the trajectory of the program. So Marquette's going to have to prove it to me. They always, like you mentioned, like they're the exact opposite of Xavier. I feel like 
they're kind of soft. And, uh, you know, even when they were making the tournament last couple of years, I would always pick against them and I did pretty well picking against them for some reason. I mean, Wojo was a scrappy ass player, but his teams aren't that scrappy. So uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not huge on Marquette. Dude, they're like a poor man's Creighton to me. Creighton's like a much better version of Marquette to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting in the big East, you have a couple teams like Marquette and Creighton, you know, the, the newcomers, if you will, you know, who are much more offensively offensive minded and they're not really as tough as some of these, these other teams. Um, yeah. So I think Marquette's lost a solid year, but I think they take a step back from last year. Yeah. And I actually think this will be, they're going to, they're going to go toe to toe with the next, with the next school I have on this list. Uh, but before I get to that, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by thrive fantasy thrive. Fantasy is the daily fantasy sports app for player props. And the response from SGP listeners for thrive fantasy has been nothing short of amazing. So they're hooking up listeners with a thousand dollar free roll for NFL Thursday night games. That's right. A thousand dollar free roll. Use the password DGEN to enter. Once again, that's password DGEN. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, you're going to choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. If it's PGA, MLB, which obviously not going on right now, esports, choose five of the 10 available player props to build your lineup. Uh, each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit, hit the most props rack up the most points to win a prize of a share of the prize pool. Uh, thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. Use that promo code SGP when you sign up today and you receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with the four times rollover download thrive fantasy at the app store or the Google play store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And don't forget that, that, that uh, promo code SGP there guys. All right. Don't you forget it. Um, Where are we at? We just got done with Marquette. No, I was going to say, I think Marquette's going to be in a little bit of a battle because I'm telling you I, another thing that we're going to, I took Marquette over a team that I trust more than Marquette. And that's my next in line. And I'm curious if you're the same here. I got the Butler Bulldogs next. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Butler here too. So if I was going to break the Big East down into uh, levels, if you will, you know, you have your, you know, the top three schools or tiers. The top three schools, they all know the Creighton Profits. I think they're on tier one, and then teams four through eight, you know, those five schools are on tier two. So this is the last of the second tier, and then there's the third and bottom tier with the three schools we'll get to. But yeah, I got Butler here. You know, uh, in a way, kind of similar to Xavier. Uh, Butler loses a lot this year, but I trust the coach. I trust the program. Uh, they lose three other top four guys. They'll have nobody returning that you know, that averages double digits. But I do like their one forward, Bryce Nyes. I think he pronounced it. He's their best player coming back. They got a uh, South Carolina transfer coming in and helping the backcourt. And then maybe another transfer if he's deemed eligible coming in from East Tennessee. I, and I, I they think got, he, he might have got that waiver. I did the, the did NCAA has been handing out waivers left and right, so I think Hodges is going to play. I'm not 100 percent on that, but I, I thought I read that. 
Uh, that'll certainly help, you know. Then they got uh, five three-star recruits coming in, which, you know, three stars, you know, they, they may take a year or two to get to a point where they can contribute. So, yeah, I think finishing eighth in the Big East is a down year, you know, in Indianapolis for Butler. I think watch out next year, you know, the year after that. But, um, yeah, you know, I trust the program more where they're not going to be on the bottom tier of the big East. Uh, I feel pretty good with them coming in eighth year. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they got ahead of Marquette or some of those schools, but losing Kamara Baldwin, when I mean, we saw Butler live and I remember that Xavier game right before the, uh, the virus hit, I mean, Kamara Baldwin was just, uh, he was there. When I say their team, he was essentially the, I mean, he was everybody. Uh, he, I like that shooting guard, Sean McDermott too. You know, that's, yeah. they had a really, really nice backcourt. They had Jordan Tucker coming off the bench too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they lost a lot of good guys there. So it's going to take some time to uh, replenish that. Yeah. I mean, and I like Laval Jordan, but uh, we'll see, we'll see how the coaching does this. So, okay. We're there. I'm going to actually say that, you know, uh, well, wait, what are we at right now? What number? We're basically at the final at two here. Okay. We're in the final three. We've got three more teams to go. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. So we're at nine. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I fucked that up. Um, I, I'm going to take you to New York city, take you to Queens. Uh, are you on the same move here? Yeah. A lot of similarities here, man. St. John's. Well, you know, dude, you, think, you, uh, you can't not, you can't put them further back. Cause you know, Mike Anderson's never had a losing year in his career. That's crazy. That's He's like crazy. one of five coaches say, or something that have never had a losing year in, a, in, in their career. Wow. I was about to say, that's a great hire. Great hire. Uh, it's, you know, an immediate improvement over Chris Mullen. We love Chris Mullen as a player, but he, he, he wasn't cutting it as a coach. Um, yeah. I mean, St. John's loses their top two scores. They need the other guard, uh, Rasheen Dunn to step in and become the team's best player. They got a bunch of recruits coming in, you know, but I think you know, a transfer or two, but I think it's pretty much below average talent returning. So I think the Johnnies are a couple of years away. Um, I expect them to play tougher and play better this year, but it's just a, a you know, talent uh, deficiency right here. But uh, I love the higher I, you know, if, if we do this preview next year, or the year after, I think, I think St. John's will be higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love that Anderson hire too. And I still think though, as the season goes on, this team will be tougher and tougher and tougher to get. Um, uh, here's one that to me, well, actually let me read the final ad before we go into this uh, college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how, well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 on some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right, now here's one to me. I know we have these things in tiers, and I'm going to try to pull up this team's schedule before I talk about them. I, I have DePaul ahead of Georgetown. Do you, Yeah, <laughs> you know, I thought you might, and I kind of wanted to pick DePaul, 
I wrote down Georgetown in front of DePaul, but I could easily be swayed here because I don't like where this Georgetown program is going. I don't think Pat Hewing, I, I don't think he's the right man for the job. We have a lot of transfers, a lot of people leaving Georgetown. He's yeah. got a bunch of different transfers coming in from all over the place. But um, yeah, I don't like where that program is right now. I don't think Pat Hewing is doing uh, a very good job there. You know, they, they were last in scoring defense in the big East. They were last in field goal percentage defense, last in three point percentage defense. Uh, they were just an awful defensive team last year. They were a poorly coached team. I'm not saying DePaul's any good, but they have a couple pieces, you know, and I think they have a little bit more promise than Georgetown. So I, I actually you think sway me. I, Go ahead. Well, I think DePaul could be a dangerous team. I know losing some of those guys, uh, you know, could, could you know, they, they lost Paul Reed and Jalen Col- Coleman lands, but I know they bring in a bunch of transfers, but Dave Lato, I think is a decent head coach. And if you look back at last year, I mean, they started red hot out the gate. Um, getting some nice wins against Iowa, against Boston college, against Minnesota, against Texas tech. And then things fell apart. They had a close loss to Buffalo. Who's a decent team in the Mac. They, they lost a close game to Seton hall. They lost a one point game to Providence. They lost, uh, you know, uh, overtime game to Villanova. They lost, I mean, this team was better than their record indicates last year. I watched this team. I mean, Marquette, they lose by four, only a couple times that they truly get blown out Georgetown. They lose by two. Um, I mean, you go game by game almost. Well, towards the end of the year, I feel like they're starting to lose it. They did get blown out actually yeah, the final four games. They did get blown out three of the final four. They did beat Marquette though in the second to last game. But um, I just thought they passed the eye test to me a little bit. Now they, they definitely were, I, if memory serves me correct, they were really bad at shooting free throws last year. A lot of key moments where they would miss big free throws, but I still think this team has talent. I know they're bringing in a bunch of transfers, but Charlie Moore, their point guard is still there. Jalen butts, the big man still there. And you're adding in these transfers, uh, Ray Sal Salnave from Monmouth, J- Javon Freeman, Liberty, great name from Valpo. He averaged 19 a game at Valpo. And, and look, if you're averaging 19 points per game in the Missouri Valley, I'm not saying you're going to get 19 a game in the big East, but I still think you're, you're proven commodity at that point. You're pro you're a proven player. Um, and then even the, the reserves, you know, like I said, Manhattan, Fort Wayne, who knows uh, who, if these transfers will pan out in the big East, but I just think they're, they're at a better spot than Georgetown. So you have Georgetown at 11. I mean, at 10, I mean, you know what? No, uh, no, you know what? I, I said, I could be swayed and I've been swayed. I'll go to, I'll go to Paul 10, Georgetown 11. DePaul does, you know, they're going to start four upperclassmen. So they'll actually be one of the older teams in the league, uh, especially, you know, when you're comparing them against the bottom tier here. So, you know what? I'll ride with you. Give me DePaul to finish 10th. I do think they're kind of dangerous. You know, um, you, you mentioned Dave Lado. I'm not a, a Lado fan. I don't think he did a good job at UVA. Um, yeah, I think he was uh, assistant at UConn before getting the UVA job. Well, no, but he was, um, wasn't think- he, wasn't he at DePaul before UVA? I think he was. I think he had a good couple of years at, at DePaul, right? Or did it, was he a, thought he coached at DePaul twice. Am I crazy? I thought that was uh, Oliver Purnell, the guy who coached at Clemson. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Hey, we're not, we're not DePaul experts here, but uh, <laughs> I don't think he's a very good coach, but I, I do think uh, the team has more pieces right now than Georgetown. So, I mean, we're arguing over 10th and 11th spot here, but I'll go with you. Give me DePaul 10, no, Georgetown 11. He was a UConn assistant from 96 to 2002. He was at DePaul from 2002 to 2005, then got hired at Virginia and then uh, came back in 2015. And I think he was good with his first okay. stint at DePaul. Uh, they went to the NCAA tournament and uh, two trips to the NIT as well. So in his three years, that's what he did at DePaul that Virginia okay. bid on. But yeah, I, I mean, I well, stand corrected. Well, especially when you talk Georgetown Bulldogs, like, I mean, the whole team dipped out on them. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know if like what I, I don't, understand because they had a bunch of people transfer out Matt McClung's at Texas tech. Now they had talent last year too. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, I mean, they, they were a talent, they were a talented team, but you know, they, they lost their last seven games. It, it became painfully obvious that the team had quit on their coach. Well, no, everyone um, kind of transferred so, at the same time. It was very strange. Yeah. It was very strange. It was almost like, yeah, I, I don't know what, what could have happened internally. Uh, that, that made that happen. There was a serious divide. Yeah. They kept it hush hush. So I don't think anybody really knows exactly what happened, but there was a, a serious divide in that locker room. And I guess, you know, if you're looking at a positive side, they only returned three guys. So maybe those three guys are the ones who bought in and want to see, you know, they want to stay at Georgetown and see Georgetown do well. Georgetown has transfers coming from in from all over the place. I think we mentioned in the last podcast, you know, I forget the team, but that, you know, that kind of reeks of desperation. Uh, I think it was Portland in the West coast conference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's right there. It's pretty, it's pretty sad that we're mentioning, you know, the Georgetown Hoyas in the same breath as Portland, but that's kind of where they're at right now, at least in the big East towards the bottom. Well, I mean, I think you, you made this point last year, like, I don't think it's always a safe thing to go with a guy. Just like, like Mullen at St. John's, like, had he had any yeah. real coaching experience prior that would make you believe that he'd be good. You right. Know? And Where same we saw like same Clyde Drexler at Houston, you know, uh, there's so many examples of that. I can't think of too many more right now, but um, Sydney Lowe, Isaiah. Sydney Lowe at NC state. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, and I know Patrick Ewing, I guess he I think he was a head coach in the WNBA, I think, an assistant in the NBA. I don't um, I don't remember the WNBA. For sure that for sure the NBA. I think he might have been a head coach in the WNBA, but you know Well, um, I think you watch a lot, a lot more of that can than me. Recruit well. <laughs> Say it again. I said I think you watch a lot more of that than me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Huge WA <laughs> fan over here. Bill yeah, Ambeer yeah, brought you in, man. Bill Ambeer brought you in. <laughs> no, when you look at this but, Georgetown yeah. team, Javon Blair and Pickett are the only two real shining points. I mean, the depth is a huge issue because you have no idea if this kid from Northwestern State, uh, Bile or Carey from Seattle, is even going to pan out. And everyone else is completely unproven. I mean, yeah, they need that. They need that four-star freshman from Oak Hill, Jamari Sibley to step in right away. Uh, you know, if he does, then maybe they can finish a little bit better than we thought. But if not, I expect it to be a long year in the nation's capital. Does COVID buy Ewing another year? Who knows? You know, I think Georgetown has never been one to, you know, have a quick trigger. I think uh, John Thompson Jr. probably 
was there a couple more years than he should have been. So, uh, and Hewing's been there, what, maybe three or four years now, if, if that, you know, so yeah. I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna say he's definitely fired this year, you know, especially with COVID. Um, but I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if he's there for, you know, more than two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I, I'd love to see the Hoyas back being a part of the college foot or college basketball, uh, you know, world because I, they, they haven't been for a while. So, uh, yeah, we all have. So we pretty much see eye to eye in the big East. I feel like, I feel like our only real thing is, is you with Creighton and me with Providence. The rest is all kind of uh, the same. You know, you froze on me there for a second, buddy. So I only caught the last of that second, uh, the last of that sentence. But um, yeah, you know, so uh, I think uh, this is, this concludes our big East uh, preview, huh? That's correct. And if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe. We're available on all platforms. And uh, you know, we handicap me NC Nick, who you're listening to right there. And also Patty C we handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game, been doing it for three plus years, over 500 in every betting, every, every fucking picking every game. We're over 500. That's I think a taller order than you realize. And then also we had, we lock up games. So you'll see an asterisk next to our spreadsheet on the games that we lock. We've been way over 50% on those locks and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this year. So make sure you subscribe. We drop that spreadsheet at sports gambling podcast.com. If you go to sports gambling podcast.com, you'll also check out a lot of NC Nick's great articles. He writes over there. DFS wise, come play DFS college football and soon to be college basketball with us. Uh, Yeah. And uh and yeah, if, if one of the best things you can do, if you're a listener, if you're a fan of the show, which I hope you are is look, we're now, ne- we will never charge for picks. They say, never say never. No, fuck that. I will never charge you for my picks. All right. Um, and uh, the reason why is because I believe it should be free. All right. All we ask is that you go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. It's free. It helps us. Our sponsors look at the reviews. They say, Hey, if people like these idiots, maybe we should give them more money. Talk about more games. And then you get more content, pretty simple formula there. So uh, please do that if you can. And, uh, and if you do do that, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter and take a screenshot of your review. And I'll enter you in a raffle to win some SGP or college experience merch. I'll put it like this. You'll get something. It just might take a week or two. All right. Sound good. Do it. All right. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. I told you I'm on Twitter at the Colby D the sports gambling podcast and the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Give all of those a follow. And yes, this is the college experience. Biggie style. You better start thinking about yours and we out.